and they're seeing this like crazy, which is one of the reasons why we don't we can't trust so much coming out, not just about, you know, it, it's safety and stuff, but it's origin. Right. I mean, yeah. everybody is just wanting to get to the first story and then and then to believe the government and say, well, the, the way to deal with it is simply to trust what they're saying, because those are the experts, as if like there's 10 experts on the planet and they are all in the same room and they all agree. <laughs> and they personified it. They've made it a person. They say you may as well say the expert agrees. Right? It's, it's yeah. arbitrary. But that's what they've done. And so there's evidence to, to indicate that it was manufactured, right? That it was tampered with. There is enough evidence of that to make it a viable position. There has been from early on. And I, I wondered uh, early on if it was, in fact, before uh, we became aware. I, I became aware of it um, back when the videos first started coming out of, of China, like the uh, end of December, early January. And it was a big mistake on my end. Right, I made a mistake in my calculations of certain things, hmm. and one of those was that I was watching these videos. And I didn't know anybody else who was seeing them, right? Because I'm a journalist, I'm, I'm looking at wonky news and stuff, and I'm seeing these these images. And I told my wife, I said, "There's a reason that we, this is going to come here, whatever this is." But these videos, for example, had a person walking down the street, shaking, and all of a sudden collapsing, and these dudes in hazmat suits come running up. And I'm, I never asked myself. What are the odds that there's two dudes walking down the road with hazmat suits? <laughs> I never, I never, I never asked it. I just saw it, and I saw it within a bundle of other videos. Right, so you're kind of primed. You're seeing people getting uh, taken from their homes. They set up a camera and the, and the doors, they're beating the door down, and they're grabbing the guy and everything, dragging him out. People dragging out of cars, yeah. and I never factored in, you know, how that plays into the propaganda of it, but. I wondered, though, um, probably around March, so about two months later, three months later, I started wondering, did this thing happen earlier, and did I have it? I wondered because I, I, had, I had been sick in a way that I'd never. I mean, I, it, was, it was devastating. I couldn't, it was unlike anything I've ever dealt with, and I was royally sick. Um, and the doctors didn't know what, exactly what it was. They were confused by it. They're like, uh, well, this is a weird thing. Um, and so, but I, I was curious, but then as it goes along for the first year and some, if you even brought up that speculation at all, that yeah. made you Alex Jones, right? You're just, yeah. you're just Alex Jones and you're Alex Jones in it up. And next thing you know, a year later, it's in the news. There's evidence that this is the case. None of them are, none of them are penitential. I mean, you, you just heard me say that I made a mistake, right? You heard me. I'm a journalist. And you hear me say, if I've analyzed something and I was wrong or I misspoke, I have to say it. It's part of the integrity of what I do. The media right now, they'll go from condemning you to acting as if they never said a word and that they've thought this, they just discovered it, or they've thought it all along. And they'll never repent for it. They'll never make any, no mea culpa yep. from them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, since the beginning the messaging and the, you know, I've said this many times, but I was doing the Exodus 90. I think you were as well. And, I am um, right now. Oh, you are. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were saying this this morning. And um, I wasn't reading the news. So I re the first thing that I read when I, when I was told I was going to go home from school for 21 days, I was told, for March break or spring break, as you guys call it, and then for another two weeks, I thought, okay, this will be fun. I'll get some. I, I had had strep throat three times in like a month and a half. 
and it was getting and I was very sickly. I was I was very stressed at work from I, I'm not a communist, so it was very hard to work in the public publicly funded school system for as long as I did. And um, yeah, honestly, it was making me sick. Actually, but I, I look back now, and I've been actually I've been way healthier. Not just because I haven't been around a lot of kids, but I've just been healthier because I I wasn't uh, yeah I wasn't living living in cancel culture day in day out. And um, but uh, I was told I was going to go home, and I was like, for what? I didn't even know what a coronavirus was. I was I was literally I was I was sticking to the disciplines. I wasn't reading the news. So um, I looked it up, and the first thing I read was from Chris Ferrara. And uh, he just went through the math as he does. He's a lawyer. He's very smart. And he just basically, he said, whatever this is, these are the numbers. This is not a plague. And I was like, well, this right. is a joke. You know, I had not seen a video. I hadn't been on social media. So from the beginning, I looked around. I've, I, you know, it's kind of like I have a friend who um, he's hilarious. He'll go into a store. If, if he's in a mood, he doesn't want to wear a mask. You know, it depends on the day. He's one of those. He's like, ah, I don't want the fight. Ah, fine, I'll wear it. But some days he doesn't want to wear it. One day, he wanted to play a joke on the people in the store, so he walked in without a mask on. He's walking around, whatever. The lady comes up to him and says, sir, where's your mask? And he says, yeah, what's with the masks? Why is everyone wearing a mask? And she goes, what are you talking about? He says, I've been in a coma for the last two years, and um, I woke up, and I come to the stores. Why is everybody wearing a mask? And she says, uh, Oh, didn't you hear? And she starts explaining it. And she goes, so would you like to put one on now? And he says, no, nah, if I lived in the hospital for the last two years and I didn't get it, I'm probably fine. <laughs> and he just continues his shopping. Um, but I was kind of like that. I'd come out of this like no news coma, no media, no social media. And everyone is freaking out about this thing. And I'm thinking, what are you guys talking about? Have you not read Chris Ferrara? <laughs> Don't you all just read these obscure articles on the Fatima Center website and the Revenant? What's wrong with you? Uh, you know, communists who vote for liberals. And um, if you remember early on, uh, Tim had the two of us on the show. Yeah. And uh, I think this is before either of us were like just kind of regular staples. Like we we're both kind of new doing the contributor thing. Right. Yeah. And we, we both get on and you were of that position and I was of the position. Uh, not that this is like going to wipe out all of us and stuff like that, but that um, I was I was the, the I, I didn't want to deal with a false positive. Yeah. I didn't want to say that it wasn't a problem and then have it bite me. I'd rather, and, and to this day, I'm still this way. I probably will be the rest of my life on most things. I would rather, I, I'm the kind of man that would say, you know, I don't mind doing this for a time until I can start to analyze numbers. And I think I even said that I'm a numbers yeah. guy. Yeah. And, and you know, it didn't take long. And I, my first thought, not with Ferrara, I saw it over at Gateway Pundit where I started okay. seeing the breakdown of the numbers globally and saying, okay, here's the numbers. Here's how many people are dying. Here's how many people get it. Here's how long they get it. Here's the, and, and the biggest factor numerically for me was the uh, comorbidities that you have people and they're not, and most of those aren't even factoring it, factoring in fat. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're not even yeah. factoring in the fact that you've got a bunch of these folks. Like there's a, there's an article from, I think it was Detroit, and it said, perfectly healthy teenage girl gets COVID and she's intubated. And, and uh, after a month of being in the hospital, she's finally being released. It shows her the girl is at least 100 pounds overweight. I know. Her family is giving her congratulations cupcakes. And she's got a tube in her neck. Though, oh, right? my goodness. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, dude, nobody dares to even say this girl is morbidly obese, right? She's extremely fat. And that is very bad for you. In general, 
but it's really bad for you if you have COVID. It makes you more susceptible. Like yeah. you want to, you want to, you want to deal with this thing the best you can. And in all statistical probability, most everybody will get it. Like most everybody gets every other kind of virus that's floating around. But if you want to be at your best, number one, don't be 80 years old. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you're 80 years old, it's a little different, you know, but if you're 70 years old or 80 years old, that's its own thing. Uh, don't, don't be a fat slob, right? Get on a bike, walk around, get on, you know, get on your two feet, walk around. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying, I'm, I'm getting down and get, heart's pumping out of breath, sweating, right? Lifting weights, trying to eat better, take your vitamins, get out in the sun, do some breathing exercises for crying out loud. Do something. It's, a, it's absolutely amazing. The last 19 months, all the things that they could have done, um, like, you know, again, I was skeptical from the beginning, um, but one of the biggest things for me was when I discovered about the whole testing thing. And then another thing was I watched an interview with Dolores Cahill, who I think is actually wanted in the UK now or something. <laughs> like She's like a PhD. She's amazing. She's a Irish uh, scientist, an actual scientist who's dealt with these labs and all this stuff for years. You know, like super international level clearance on whatever... And she was on that show, Computing Forever, which has been since since it's been canceled from YouTube because that guy was going to the deep end. Um, but she just explained, she's like, it's common knowledge in the profession that if there's a virus and it's respiratory, it's around the world in 10 days. Yeah. Like 10 days, it's done. Doesn't matter if it's from in the middle of uh, a, a Polynesian island. It's like, it's like, it's around the world in like 48 hours if it's from Beijing or New York. But it's around the world in 10 days maximum. And I said, my goodness gracious, like we, we, we had a, a countdown to the lockdown like it was a kickoff, for goodness sake. And it was a rolling. It was like we're counting down, counting down. I was at a pub on like March the 13th for a fiddle concert with some friends. It was like the last date we had for like 17 months because we couldn't, you know, anyway. And um, we were watching some some Irish guy from the Irish Rovers play the fiddle. It was amazing. And we're at a pub, and it's like they're all closing like next week. And we're like, "What the hell?" Are we? we were in Toronto, and we're like, "What is it still open for? Like, if this is the plague, why are they even still open?" I, it, to me, it just made no sense. I'm like, "This is." And then I spoke to um, my sister, and she said, "Well, Kennedy, they have to basically ease people into it so that they obey the rules." And at that point, the libertarian in me, I just was like, "Oh, y'all are communists." <laughs> This is, yeah. you've all accepted the fact that this is about conditioning social behavior. Well, we got about, we got about a minute and a half, Jeremiah, here before the break. Why don't you give us some of your thoughts uh, and just keep the time in there. So if I, if I interrupt you, it's not because I'm a meanie. Yeah, no, no, no. So I'll, I will, and I'll close this out by just simply saying, I will, I'll go to bat for the, the proposition of, of using people in because we're, because we're not kind of, um, yeah. a communist country does the scare thing, the people in the hazmat suits in the road spraying people off of the hose and arresting yeah. them in their houses. Um, the, a republic says, hey, um, you, we are trustworthy, we've got it under control, even if they don't. Yeah. They make decisions, they're Machiavellian, because um, the people will, it'll be mass hysteria, they can't have it. And that's bad for the republic. And it, it's trying to preserve the integrity of different jurisdictions, like different states or provinces. And for them to slowly, even incrementally, say things, uh, gradually increasing measures so that people can acclimate to it as far as they learn, and even even deceptively a little to where people think that it's the first time it was ever said, or, or that yeah. it's been said all along and they just saw it for the first time. 
But I, you know, but it comes to a point where you say you have to be able to judge the content of that, not the method of that. I can justify the method in a republic. I cannot, however, justify the content that they were peddling. 